It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. Time for California Wine Country with Dan Berger. And we have a studio full of guests today. Sitting to my right at this very moment is Barry Herbst, the wine buyer for one of the greatest wine shops in the nation, according to Wine Enthusiast Magazine. Welcome, Barry. Thank you. Congratulations on the news. Couldn't be Uh, more excited. For folks who don't know, Wine Enthusiast named Bottle Barn as one of the best wine shops in the nation, one of only three in California. So it's a good time to remind folks that California Wine Country is brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Damn! Sir! We have folks in here from the Anderson Valley, and they've got a celebration coming up in the month of October. It's their Harvest Tidrick celebration. I'm so glad you said that because uh, for 100 years I haven't been unable to pronounce that. And I have no idea what it means. So. Nor do I, actually, for that matter. Well, I'm, it's a I'm good so- thing they're here. <laughs> okay. Well, we have the, I think, <laughs> you could, Jocelyn, you want to say what this is? What booming is? No, what the tidrick is. Well, let's introduce them first. It's Jocelyn Thorson and Courtney DeGraff from the Harvest Tidrick Celebration. So, yes, Jocelyn, yes, tell us what that is. A tidrick is, well, it stems from tea drinking, but I mean... <laughs> Well, Boonling is a lingo, stemming from Anderson Valley about 150 years ago. Some young men decided to come up with a secret language to talk about other people, basically to gossip. And being a woman and also working for Penny Royal Farm, which is woman-owned, woman-run, we love utilizing Bootling so we can gossip more. So, <laughs> Well, let me read from the website, which is avwines.com. And if I mispronounce the words, correct me. Mm-hmm. The fratty of Anderson Valley is baller. Join us this October for the Harvest Tidrick weekend and fill a horn, gorm, some amazing chiggle, <laughs> hob under the stars, and yell ball horn into Harvest 2022. What did I just say? Is it a mouth? Well, we're going to eat, drink, be merry, laugh with friends. Um, is essentially what you just said. And dance under the stars. <laughs> and dance under the stars. Go. There you go, Courtney. Well, we usually start California Wine Country with one of Dan's cellar wines. Have we done that today, Dan? We have it. It's in the glass. It's 2016 Prophecy Sauvignon Blanc from Marlboro, New Zealand. And I don't typically age these things, but you know how it is. You put them in a cellar for a couple of years, and then you lose an extra two years because you forgot. At some point... You decided it's worth drinking. So we, I opened this this afternoon. It's really in pretty good shape. It still shows really nice Marlboro character. It's nicely structured. It's a little on the soft side, but it's got terrific acidity, as all New Zealand wines do. And that's what we're drinking this morning. <laughs> this afternoon. It's not morning, I Dan. just woke up. Could be morning. <laughs> Barry, your thoughts on Dan's cellar wine? Well, I just had my first sip. It's still got a nice little zippiness to it of acidity. Still quite alive and bright. I like it. I mean, I'm not a huge New Zealand fan. Let's go on record for that. But <laughs> I would drink this. Well, a 16, actually, it's it's better than it was when it first came out. So I like that. So, yeah. Ladies, thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's drinking delicious. I'm not a big New Zealand SB fan myself. Oh, we're beating up on New Zealand now. You know, but I I sell plenty of it. (laughs) Some time in the cellar is is treating this really nicely, but the acidity is still extremely bright. 
Jocelyn? I haven't tasted it yet because I'm drinking Anyhow Blanc. So it's an Anderson Valley blend. She's still. Uh, Chardonnay and Savion. Look, I'm sorry. Yes, I had a house with palette. the home team. Right. <laughs> Dan, talk about the Alexander Valley. No, Anderson. Anderson. No. Oh, Anderson. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Happens all the time. It's a beautiful, beautiful region. What's really kept it pristine is the fact that the road going up 128 is a little windy. It's not a difficult drive, but most people are daunted by it. I don't know why. It's really easy to negotiate. I've done it a hundred times. What's really nice about it is that when you get there, it is not only gorgeous, but the people are so incredibly friendly. And it's, it's a, a place away from home. And you feel like you're in a different county, and we definitely would be, and also in a different world. It's a world unto itself. And uh, I knew people there years and years ago who said, we never, ever want to straighten out that road. <laughs> just yeah. keep, keep it's just it an hour and a half away, and you feel like you're in another place altogether for sure. It's great. And if anybody wants to do the Tidrick this year, this would be, well, the first year, of course, of it. But the most important thing is it sounds fabulous. It really does. So this is an inaugural event? It is. Well, tell us about it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we wanted to do a harvest event mostly because I wanted to get another person on staff, (laughs) my amazing colleague, Dee, and uh, we needed some funding to do that. So uh, we wanted a harvest event, and we thought about doing food trucks, and then we're ran by, managed by committee, and the committee kind of kept evolving, evolving. And it's like, no, let's do this harvest party. Uh, Let's get everyone together at the fairgrounds. We like to support the fairgrounds and keep it going and uh we're like okay let's call it a harvest affair harvest celebration and and our board president came up with what about tidrick it's celebration and bootling and that just took it up down the the rails and uh so we've been having a lot of fun with the marketing and reading the book and uh we've got this nice little wee deke that our guests will receive when they come to the event and there'll be games at the event and um if people construct sentences correctly maybe (laughs) you you know it's not really correct because every version has different spellings but can have like interpreters there yeah yeah the museum (laughs) yeah so the raffle benefits our museum and so they'll be there kind of talking about bootling so Yeah. All right. Tell us where and when. Uh, Friday, October 21st, is the Bougerie. And so the Bougerie is uh, from 5 to 9, and that is the kickoff party. So 26 wineries. We have the brewery, Mendocino Spirits, and the cider, the local cidery, Gowan Cider. Uh, and we're having pig with crazy sauces from this really great renowned chef uh, who's done hundreds of these roasts and uh, games and it's going to be a lot of fun and we have Jen, so D-G-I-I-N the band. (laughs) I think it's called Jen. that's how they pronounce it and uh, one of Sonoma County's best bands and it's going to be amazing. All right. again, the Harvest Tidrick celebration is in Anderson Valley, California, October 21st to 23rd. Best way to get information is to go check out the website avwines.com I didn't talk about Saturday and Sunday real quick. Well, get them in there. Yeah, so Saturday and Sunday, all of our wineries are doing harvest events, experiences, tours in the cellars, the vineyards, chemistry experiments. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Food and wine pairings, they do a really great job. So people can do up to four of those a day. Saturday night, we have Cinema in the Vineyard, hosted by Penny Royal Farms and the Mendocino Film Festival. Uh, Mr. Fantastic Mr. Mr. Fox. Yes, we'll be hosting a fantastic feast beforehand, utilizing Penny Royal Farms cheeses, estate-raised meats, as well as, of course, our wine selection, too. And, of course, popcorn, Harry. Oh, yeah, popcorn. (laughs) Dinner and a movie and popcorn. That's the Tidrick. Barry, your thoughts on Anderson Valley wines? I'm a big fan. 
Uh, in fact, we're sponsors of the. I think we're still sponsors. You are. We, we <laughs> love you. Wine Growers Association, and um, it's actually my wife's favorite place to visit because she said everything's on one road, and it's easy to get in and out. It's not a big hassle, and close to home. So it's good for me when we go up there. And even though lodging is typically a little bit risky to to get at the last minute, but we have plenty of time to get the lodging now. And if you really want to do this, definitely get onto the websites of the local uh, lodging places, book your rooms, and just kick back for a couple of days. It's fabulous up there. It's my favorite place in the world to visit. You brought a lot of wines with you today. (laughs) We better get get started. (laughs) Better ramp it up here. (laughs) What are we going to start with from the Anderson Valley? Why don't we start with Penny Royal? Yes. I would... Start with what I'm drinking. <laughs> which of course is, you would. Yeah. You already yeah. have. Blanc. Um, it's a 50-50 blend of Savion Blanc grown on estate at Penny Royal Farm in Boonville, along with Chardonnay that's grown from our family ranch, Navarro Vineyards. I'm sure many of you who know anything about Anderson Valley probably have had Pinot Noir from Navarro Vineyards. Um, the name Anyhow Blanc is a bootling name. Anyhow is actually the name of a saloon that was in just outside of Boonville, but it was formerly known as the Anytime. Convenient hours for drinking, essentially. That's Boonling for you. Um, (laughs) But because of local liquor laws uh, in 1906 changed things, they had to move the Anytime to the Anyhow, which is outside of Boonville. Um, So that way, people could still drink or Horners could drink Anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And especially winemakers, you know, this day and age are feeling the impacts of outside pressures as well, usually environmental stressors of wildfires, um, you know, Heat. drought, all that right. affects, you know, it, it, winemaking uh, during this time of year can be very stressful. But, you know, we're still going to make alcohol anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's where it comes from. not going away anytime soon. And because Penny Royal <laughs> Farm is also uh, a state vineyard and creamery, we have a cheese here, the lychee cheese. It's a fresh chef. Lychee and bootling means fresh milk. Um, it's only three days to make this cheese, and we pair it um, every day with our wines, especially our white wines, especially Sauvignon Blanc. We like how like the cheese mimics the brightness of the wine. Definitely recommend trying together. Dan, your thoughts on this Anyhow Blanc? This is amazing. In, in, in a certain way, I mean, I hate to, I'm going to tell you something that's a little historic, but I'll explain. There's a, this is the best blend of Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay that I've ever tasted. And that includes, in the 1980s, Chateau Saint-Michel used to make one up in Washington State, and it was pretty good wine. This is mind-bogglingly good. It's really delicious because it smells a little bit like Chardonnay and a little bit like Sauvignon Blanc, and both characteristics come through in the mouth as well. It's amazing. Yeah, a lot of these blends, you can't taste both grapes, but in this one, you can really get parts of each. You know, we've got the fatness and richness of Chardonnay, but then the kind of the spice that you get in Sauvignon Blanc. It's really nice. Beautiful. And Penny Royal Farm, Dan? Penny Royal is a a project of love that was put together by uh, Sarah Bennett and her partner. And the most impressive thing about this project is that it started from scratch and went to the heart of how to make cheese. And then Sarah, with her degrees in interesting in wine as well and her history of growing up in a family that also made Navarro wines 
Well, she began to make wine under her own brand at Penny Royal, and these wines are totally amazing. Nice. Thank you. You said it best. <laughs> all right. Well, we best move on to the next wine if we're going to get them all in this program. <laughs> Staying with whites, or do you want to do the Penny Royal Pinot Noir next? Whites. Whites? Stick with whites. the whites. Okay, yeah. great. So yeah, we have points. Drew Ball Briny Chardonnay. Uh, Ball is great. And Briny is Coast. So Drew, uh, who just uh, won Wine Spectator Top 100 wineries, one of 26 in California and 100 in the, the nation uh, or the world, um, they're situated up on the ridge, the Mendocino Ridge. Um, they do all their own farming and winemaking, Molly and Jason Drew, uh, exceptional wines. And this is a real treat that they sent us with this wine as well as a, a Pinot Noir to try. So, uh Everybody taste. <laughs> Beautiful structure. Just terrific structure. Mm. It's got all that beautiful characteristic from the fruit, but it's got some production uh, techniques underneath that really give it richness and great acidity to balance off the fruit. Really beautiful. Barry, mm. can I get the bottle? Oh, yeah. Uh, not to drink, Sorry. folks. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking for information. No <laughs> All right, again, this is the Ball Briny Chardonnay. It's the 2020 out of Drew. What do you know about Drew, Dan? Jason Drew's the owner and winemaker. He's a brilliant talent, makes fabulous uh, red wines as well. And uh, I'm absolutely in love with his Syrah. I can't tell you how much I love that Syrah. Yeah, we do well with their Syrah at the store. All right, it's located on Mendocino's Far Coast. 3.3 3.3 miles from the ocean. They produce small lot, cool climate wines from the Mendocino Ridge and the Allison Anderson Valley AVA. Traditional methods and sustainable farming practices are employed to craft wines with elegance and transparency. Nice. Is Drew at Bottle Barn? They are. We don't have this one. I think they only sell this one at the winery. Okay. But uh, we carry three different Pinots from them and a Syrah, I believe. And they all do well. Ball Briny. Yeah. Is, is that, that the name of the vineyard? Great Coast. So uh, that's Bootling. Uh, Full yeah. circle. <laughs> I need a dictionary. I need something <laughs> to help me through this. A wee deek. I need a wee deek. Is that yeah. what I need? I don't like how that sounded. Mm-hmm. All right. So this again was a Chardonnay. Sorry, Steve. You're not getting any. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you. Barry's just handed me the translation pamphlet that I can't even read. But, uh, again, each guest at the event will receive this. They will. So this will help them make it through the day. Yeah, and if they, uh, you know, they they create a good sentence, they'll get some raffle tickets. So we have a lot of great prizes benefiting the museum. Now, the copyright on this Wee Deke is 1967. So this has been around a while. Yeah, it's it's part of the fabric. Uh, Yeah, uh, wines... Wine labels, winery names, the Anderson Valley Brewing, all of, all of kind of the businesses, and they, they all use bootling. All right. We're moving on to our third wine, which will be our last uh, selection before we take our bottom of the hour break. What are we sampling now? Do we know? <laughs> Penny Royal. Yes. Back it's to our Penny Royal. <laughs> 2019 Pinot Noir from Eye of the Needle Vineyard. So Eye of the Needle is one specific block located on the property site, which is known as The Corners, which is one of the original settlements, uh, first iteration of Boonville. 
mind you, but it's also where Highway 128 and Highway 253 meet. And so this is all clone 115, Pinot Noir, has about 18 months of extended aging in radu barrels, beer and tear barrels, and roughly about 30% new oak. But Sarah loves this block. It's one of her favorite blocks. She also sources her sparkling wine from this block, too. This is definitely a cool climate uh, red wine that uh, is illustrating the character of deep fruit from a cooler region, but with a a tremendous amount of structure. This wine is gorgeously set up to go for six six to ten more years. Oh, wow. Lay it down. Burger has said lay it down. (laughs) (laughs) No surprise there. (laughs) And we also have a cheese to pair with this wine. It's our Velvet Sister. It's a Camembert-inspired cheese and it's actually named it has a bootling name of course uh, after a trio women who came from who visited Canada came back to Boonville with velvet gowns and furs and they would go out on the town so they were known as the Velvet Sisters so this is inspired by them obviously it has a very plush rind rich creamy interior so we love pairing with Pinot Noir because it's so decadent and then you know the cherry notes of the wine as well as the balance structure really kind of offset that's good cheese. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. You're very welcome. Barry, your thoughts on the wine? Right. 13.6 alcohol, which is definitely on the low end of things in the whole scheme of Pinot Noir. Really light on its feet, balanced. I agree with Dan. This has got some time in it. I think it'll be beautiful in two or three years. And well, it's beautiful now. It'll be yeah. gorgeous. It, yeah, another <laughs> in two level. Three years. Exactly. Right. California Wine Country with Dan Berger and our guest today, Barry Herbst from Bottle Barn and Courtney DeGraff and Jocelyn Thorson from the Harvest Tidrick Celebration up in Anderson Valley. Of course, the California Wine Country is brought to you by Bottle Barn. Right, Barry? Yes. <laughs> and Rodney Strong Vineyards and Davis Bynum Wines. All right, we have been sampling wines from the Anderson Valley, and we have one or two more to talk about before the end of our segment. What are we sampling now? We're sampling the 2019 Drew Fog Eater Pinot Noir. So Fog Eater is people from the coast. It was people in Anderson Valley would call the people on the coast Fog Eaters and those from the city Bright Lighters. So when you enter the valley, look at the sign on the left, and it says, Welcome Bright Lighters and Fog Eaters. Our Fog Eaters and Bright Lighters, welcome. Mm-hmm. And it's Welk, W-E-L-K. So, <laughs> so more bootling from these amazing producers and, and vintners. Nice. All right, Dan, your thoughts on the Fog Eater? It's a, a good example of really cool climate wine growing because it has that black pepper component that's underneath all that beautiful raspberry, dark raspberry and black cherry fruit. And it's got fantastic varietal characteristics the most important thing about this is its structure the structure is just impeccable and it's probably to, to my palate's a little young of course everything to my palate's a little young <laughs> right. so whatever Understatement. So, but this one is really set up for fabulous experiences with i would guess it might go well with uh highly charred salmon that's rare on the inside but charred on the outside Dan, you mm. keep mentioning structure, and mm. I want you to help me out here to understand what you mean by that. Basically, it has to do with the acidity and how it works with the fruit. And there's plenty of mm. acidity in this wine, and but you don't taste it as acidity. You taste it as a synthesis. Mm. I think tannin's part of it, too. That yeah. kind of grip that you get on your palate, like uh, when you drink strong tea, that's tannin. It ruffles your tongue up. That You get that. You know, not as strong in Pinot Noir as you would in a Cabernet or Zen or Syrah. Uh, but this does have it. Um, but it's still uh, the fruit 
is still there. You, know, you could drink this up. tonight if you wanted to, but boy, mm-hmm. it would be so much better in four years. <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> there we go. Lay it down. Lay it down, <laughs> Lay it down Dan <laughs> Berger. Lay it down. Yeah. Uh, uh, Barry, some more thoughts on this wine? Yeah, I find it very earthy, which is kind of reminiscent of what you get in uh, Burgundy, the Pinot Noirs from Burgundy. Um, doesn't get that kind of wild gaminess you might get in Burgundy, but it still has earth, which uh, kind of forest for. And really like, which uh, would be great with a lot of different foods. And definitely, I've got to go with Dan. Few, more than a few years on this would be great. I think it's become very elegant and round and uh, complex. It's already got all the components. Jason is really insightful when it comes to which vineyards he chooses to make Pinot Noir from. And by mm-hmm. Jason, you're referring Jason to? Jason Drew, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you want to expound on that? I'm sorry to Well, it's, you, it's right? already a cool climate. But, and he has his selections that he can make, and he's not making very much of anything because he wants to make the very best he can. So from year to year, his selection process is tricky, but the wines are always impeccable. Yeah. He's just planted uh, some new vineyards, so up on Mendocino Ridge, uh, including a Chardonnay. I think it's called uh, Fête de Mer. Uh, so there's some new stuff coming out. I think I saw a Viognier. He just oh, put wow. out a Viognier. So there's a lot of exciting stuff happening with Drew. All right, I think we have one more to taste. No, we're, I think we're, we're pretty much finished on the wines, but I, I did want to go back briefly to the Tidrick celebration. Oh, yes, please. The, the, the Friday night is theoretically the highlight, but you know what? <laughs> the rest of the event is going to be just as fun because for, the, for po- people who have never really visited Anderson Valley much beyond driving through and stopping at one or two tasting rooms, this would be a great opportunity because you get a chance to try eight different wineries under the most optimum circumstances. And this gives you an opportunity to really try the style of wine that really is Anderson Valley, which is distinctively different. It is not the same thing you get in other regions. It's really Anderson Valley. It's its own world. For folks who may have joined us late, let's refresh uh, our story here as far as the celebration that we're talking about. Uh, the Harvest Tidrick celebration happening October 21st through the 23rd in Anderson Valley. Uh, it's a weekend affair, but day passes are available. So we're an hour from Healdsburg, uh, quick drive. Friday night we have the Bougerie Harvest Pig Roast, bringing the village out, celebrating with gin um, for music and 26 wineries, plus a few special beverage guests and a lot of great food. A raffle benefiting the museum. Bootling Games. Bootling is our local dialect. Saturday and Sunday, lots of great harvest experiences at the wineries. Intimate. Lots of food. Library wines. And as Dan mentioned, just a great discovery opportunity. Saturday night, Cinema in the Vineyard at Penny Royal Farm. And again, if you're looking for information as far as what's going on and where it's happening, avwines.com is the best website to check out. Jocelyn, tell us your story. How did you get involved in the wine biz? Well, I started off in college. Uh, you know, as soon as I turned 21, I started drinking yes, wine. Yes, thank you for clarifying <laughs> Not a day before. <laughs> no, but if you know the, the wine bar Swap in downtown Santa Cruz, it's all imported wines. Great yes. wine bar. Yeah, I started working there as soon as I turned 21. So that was my exposure to wine. And then, of course, I'm Northern Californian, so how do you not know of Anderson Valley as well as Sonoma County wines? Um but in terms of Penny Royal Farm, I actually discovered Penny Royal at a farmer's market in San Francisco because of the cheese. Um, before the tasting room opened in 2016, we were vending all the cheeses and started doing wine tastings at farmer's markets. 
until the tasting room opened. Nice. Yeah, and then I started working there. And, of course, who doesn't love the ideal dream of cheese and wine together? From one estate, 100 acres. <laughs> That's a win. It's a win. And especially when you're farming, you need some good compost. So you better have a dairy on site. <laughs> yeah. And, Courtney, your story. Oh, well, I caught the bug in college. I was already working in financial services. And I, I worked at a wine shop also at night. And... Um, Ended up going to Boston to pursue that career, studied a lot of wine coursework, did my master's in communications marketing, focused on the wine industry while in financial services with no idea how I was going to get there. And uh, a fortunate turn of health events led me to just wake up and say, I'm not going back to that job that, you know, I don't love. And I came sight unseen and I landed in Boonville for Foresight Wines as a business intern. And I worked for them for 18 months, and they interviewed on Skype and asked, what are you going to do in five years? And I said, I really want to work for a wine grower. So I've applied for, to the Sonoma County Vintners and the Oregon Wine Board, and nobody will call me back because mm. I live in Boston. And uh, that is the story. And the organization needed a leader, and I jumped in three and a half years ago, and here we are, and it's been a great ride. Dan, how about you? Will mm. you be attending the Harvest Hedrick Festival? Mm. I will plans? definitely be there, oh. absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. I, love, I have friends up there. Can't, and uh, except for one who just le- left a year ago, but Casey just quit, and Casey moved down to Texas, and he it's did. devastating to me. I can't see Casey again. <laughs> but, Va- Valley Foothills Vineyard, which is around thirteen hundred acres. Yeah. Be fun for everybody in Anderson Valley because this is the thing that they just love. They just they get a big kick out of doing these things. They don't do very many of them. They do the Pinot Noir Festival. They do the Alsace for the white wine the thing, wine. whatever. But, well, and no, again, this is good. the inaugural event, right? Mm-hmm. This is your first. Harvest Tidrick celebration. That's right. Hopefully the first of many. So yes. it's got to be a big success, right? That's right. All right. Go to avwines.com. Dan, final thoughts on the Anderson Valley? Cool region, close to home, definitely worth visiting. Do not be daunted by that little drive. It's not It's not difficult. It's really easy. Just take. get on the road, take it, take it slow, and you'll get there in an hour. Fine. Barry Herbs, thoughts on Anderson Valley wines? I love it. You know, there's a wide range, and it's evolving quickly right now. In the last 10 years, there was kind of slow development for the first five, and then the last five have been amazing. And there's fantastic sparkling wine, great Chardonnay and Pinot, of course, but lots of other varieties starting to pop up there, Tempranillo, Viognier, Grenache, really interesting evolution of what's going on there, and great food around there. Mm-hmm. Disco Ranch is a favorite of mine. A lot of fun little snack foods. And the lodging that's the available still mm-hmm. is still available, and some of it is phenomenal. Yeah. Jocelyn, sell the Harvest Celebration one more time. Of course. Friday night, the boucherie at the fairgrounds. Saturday and Sunday, there will be many tasty rooms welcoming everybody to try wines. They'll have special bites. Saturday night at Penny Royal Farm, we have Cinema in the Vineyards. We'll be screening Fantastic Mr. Fox by Wes Anderson. It's a co-presentation with Mendocino Film Festival, and we'll be hosting a fantastic feast beforehand. All right, Courtney, your last shot. My last shot. Come to the Harvest Tidrick. We can't wait to see everyone. All right, that works for me. Barry Herbst from Bottle Barn. Courtney DeGraff and Jocelyn Thorson talking about the Harvest Tidrick celebration. And Dan Berger from his cellar, thank you for joining us on California Wine Country.